Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, the brilliant Rob Cordry joins us to talk about neighborhood enemies. And guess what? It's the Max Fun Drive. Go donate now. Okay, listen to some show first. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Wow, Jordan, are you okay? Your roof is caving in. Yeah, I am here despite uh, the fact that my house is now filling with water. That's Holy. how much I care about this podcast. <laughs> well, you do have that. You do have that old timey bailing machine. And those two day laborers pumping it. Right, exactly. Yeah, I got them all at the swap meet because I thought it was kind of cute and kitschy. Um, I also got one of those desks where, like, in the 50s, they'd put a telephone. Those were kind of all in, in like, a bundle. So just to clarify, you went down to the swap meet. You got yourself one of those desks where, in the 50s, you'd put a telephone. Yeah, there's a little thing underneath for the yellow pages. You got yourself an old-timey bailing machine. Mm -hmm. And, and you got yourself a couple laborers. of day laborers yeah. to operate the bailing right. machine. But they're like old-time antique day laborers, so they're Irish. Gotcha. <laughs> Just a bunch of drunk mix. They're working for couple taters. Of, yeah, sure. <laughs> blight, blight-free taters. That was their condition. You the actually, taters cannot have the blight. You actually did call me uh, 45 minutes yes. before we were set to start recording and said, Hey, Jesse, it's Jordan. Uh, if... If I'm there late, it's only because a hole just opened up in my roof and there's water pouring through yeah, it. Yeah, I might, I might have thought that if I was late, you would just assume it was a J.O. sesh. <laughs> sure. But yeah, or no. a V.O. sesh. <laughs> right, exactly. One or the I other. Do, Get a show business uh, I try and or... do. I try and... You can do both at the yeah. same time because you can do it from home. Yeah. So I, I like to do a J.O. while I do my while I record my V.O. And if you're doing it for a video game, it helps you with the part of the V.O. sesh where you have to do all the sort of grunts and... You know what I'm talking about? Like the operating a gun grunts and sure. moving stuff grunts mm-hmm. like... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. My character in Skyrim, that's the only noises he makes. You know, the Skyrim Sexual guy doesn't grunts. talk. He just goes... Uh, Interesting. Uh, Interesting that they. So you're in. Uh, I haven't played uh, Skyrim, so the character is just kind of a just kind of a cipher. They don't talk. Let's bring our guest into this. And oh we'll yes, talk, exactly. We'll, we'll talk about this. <laughs> our, our guest on the program, of course, one of our most beloved guests on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you know him as the creator, co-creator, and star of the hit television program Children's Hospital. <laughs> Uh, you know him as the star of numerous major motion pictures and television programs. Including... Some of them involving Kumar. <laughs> I was going to say, including one that uh, Jordan worked as a PA on once. Um, his name is Mr. Rob Cordry. Hi, Rob. I have a lot to say. Okay. About, <laughs> a lot to about say about J-O-Sash, this. About J-O-Sash, V-O-Sash. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. okay. Uh, no, those little grunts are yeah. called uh, efforts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, have you done yeah. video game stuff before? I have. I did a uh, Ve- uh, new Vegas, new Fallout. Yeah, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Vegas. Sure. Yeah, I'm the annoying stand-up <laughs> <laughs> that you probably. I haven't played the game, but you probably just want to like skip over if that's even possible. Yeah, and just kind of like eh, I'm not. I'm just going to do my own thing. I haven't. I haven't played. Uh, I haven't played it, but I. 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 The series takes place post-apocalypse, so you are doing like 
post-apocalyptic stand-up yes. material? Yeah, well, no. It's... I don't remember. I was I was super scared. Right. First of all, I had yeah, no yeah. idea what I was getting myself into. I mean, this is one of the most prestigious projects you've ever been involved with. Yeah, the Fallout pro. Thanks for asking. The Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the it's the scariest thing in the world to to have to not scary so much as it is just. Uh, uh, annoying to to record uh, efforts, yeah, you yeah. know, because you really you're just sitting there and there's a producer and, he, and for a half an hour you're going ah, <laughs> that's <laughs> and they're actually what like, are you I mean cut. what are you doing like I know you're a method actor from the you know that school mm-hmm. of acting what are you what what Strasburg. kind of sense memory are you okay. experiencing well, right uh, so I am more of a uh, uh, ma- from the Mammoth School the right. Atlantic oh, okay. Theater uh, uh, program and they believe in uh, uh, physical first and so uh, oh, this gets to the, the to the to the uh, beginning of what you were saying it's I, I jo. Oh, okay. So you were right. You were right. Right. So that's easier than actually pushing a giant crate. Well, conveniently, actually. I mean, I've I've worked with Rob a little bit as an engineer. He came over here and recorded a couple sessions with me. Oh, okay. He can't get hard unless he's pushing a crate. So, oh, wow. That's that's an interesting part of this. So, yes, (laughs) I was technically pushing a crate. With one hand. Yeah. JOing with the other hand. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. Pretending to shoot a really heavy gun, uh, yeah, but which is actually to. easy when he's got his, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't. Well, so that's the thing too, and I've, I've I've gotten so good at this, I don't have to use my hands to jo. <gasps> I use my mind. Wow. wow. Yep. Is that like because you read the secret? Is that part of the secret? <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, secret esque. I yeah, put that yeah. on my board. I made a, board. <laughs> a vision board. <laughs> and I just drew a picture of me. Right. Masturbating without hands. I read The Secret and I read that uh, How to Pick Up Girls. Uh, uh, the book. Game. The ga- I read The Secret and The Game at the same time. Mm. Uh-huh. And that's how I learned how to do it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of like a, that's kind of uh, like a, like a, it was kind of like an alchemy project. Like taking some stuff from the game, taking some stuff from The Secret and kind of mixing it together to the point where you can shoot loads without touching your dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically speaking, okay. Uh, you know, it was really like I've become sort of a Jedi master. Oh, I, I've well, also I'm just lucky to have read those two books at once because who, you know, that was my big uh, aha moment, my yeah, yeah. my eureka moment. Right. Uh, I would not have would not have. I'd be still jacking off with my <laughs> left hand to make it interesting, like you. Have to deal with that plebeians. Fucking, you still have to deal with the chafing. Not, not even a. I, that's the first time I've even thought of the word chafing. <laughs> I bet you're Years. saving a lot on lotions. No, still, I still love rubbing uh, <laughs> lotions all over my dick, uh, but it has nothing to do with jacking off. Gotcha. Just keeping things supple. Yeah, skin uh, mm-hmm. is very important. I'm 41 years old. Sure, yeah. and my, could get ashy. my dick is. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I actually, Jordan, didn't didn't you read the game? I, I did actually read game, did yeah. read the game. What happened is I I booked. Neil Strauss, the author of the game, was, at the time that he wrote the game, still a music critic for the New York Times. And I thought he was a very interesting music critic for the New York Times. I thought he did a good job. And so when that game, when that game book came out, this was when we were still doing The Sound of Young America at UC Santa Cruz. I think this was after you graduated, Jordan, mm-hmm. but... Um, I was still doing The Sound of Young America at UCSC. And the game came out, and I thought, well, that's a really interesting subject for the guy who's the music critic of the New York Times to take on. 
And when you start reading the book, and a lot of times when I'm trying to decide whether to book a guest, I'll start reading the book. I, I don't read the whole book before I decide whether to book them because I can't read every book that comes through. But you start reading the book, it's sort of like it's a very kind of experiential journalism, kind of like what's going on with these weirdos tone mm-hmm. that the book takes in the early going. And I thought, yes, this is a weird thing that I'm interested in hearing this journalist that I trust. I'm interested in hearing his opinion about this odd, sad world. So I booked him on the show. And I will say now that uh, he was, uh, when he was on the show, just a super pleasant, nice guy. Couldn't have been nicer. Um, However, and the book is a very well-written book, which I think was part of why it was so successful. Mm -hmm. However... That tone starts off with him being like, you know what? And this is a book about pickup artists for anyone who who hasn't learned about this phenomenon yet. He he sort of starts off with the tone where it's going to be like, I'm going to I'm going to see what what makes these guys tick. And then maybe 50 pages in, I think what happens is he looks at these guys and thinks, holy shit. I have found a subculture where, A, there's money to be made, and B, the level of charisma inherent in being a newspaper pop music critic makes me a 10 out of 10 on the charisma scale. <laughs> I can become the king of these people. And he, so he just does. Yes, absolutely. No, it's totally compelling. I agree. Do you, like, knowing... Knowing that that's the kind of second act of the book, would you have booked him otherwise? I would have been uncomfortable booking him otherwise. Okay. I mean, I'm, I might have because, I mean, the thing about it is he is an excellent writer and it's a compelling book the sure. whole way through. I mean, he also, he also by, that, by the time he wrote that book, he had famously co-written like a Motley Crue guy's autobiography yeah, yeah. that was famous for being one of the greatest ghost-written rock and roll autobiographies ever because he really nailed the ridiculous salaciousness of being a Motley Crue guy. I think it was a Motley Crue guy. It might have been a Def Leppard guy. <laughs> I think it was Motley Crue. Okay, yeah. great. So, and, and it was obvious that he had just written the entire thing and the Motley Crue guy had had nothing to do with it other than saying like, oh, one time I fucked this. and <laughs> Like, fax me a list of things you fucked. Yeah. Things you snorted. Yeah, right. Things you fucked and yeah. places you've slept. And I'll put yeah. them into a compelling pastiche. And things I- Ozzy did. <laughs> right. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna fax you a diagram of a person. You circle the various parts of your body and then and then do an arrow saying what you put into that part, and then I will write a book. But it's amazing, isn't it, Jordan? You've read this book. Isn't yes. it amazing how the tone turns when he realizes not only that he can not only that he can use these 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 mind tricks to get laid, mm-hmm. but also that he can become the king of these sad men. Yeah, no, it's funny because I mean, again, he is such a good writer, and it 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 always is. You know, this is something that uh, I don't want to say could be in the New Yorker, but certainly would be the best thing in an issue of Esquire, right? Like it would be easily the best thing in an issue right. of Esquire. Yeah. Um, it's the tone, dis- despite <coughs> the salaciousness, he keeps the tone relatively classy. It, he's yeah. not; he doesn't shy away from the salaciousness sure. later on, especially. Yeah. But is it always a sort of he treats it sort of like this is an experiment I'm on, or this is as a I'm approaching this. 
I'm crushing all this pussy until he starts as a journalist. <laughs> until he starts having these like four ways and stuff, like sure. three quarters yeah. of the way through. What's the whole? No, what's the? Uh, in a nutshell, what is the science? What What, what is his? Uh, what's his? Uh, whole a very secret? important part of it is yeah. learn a magic trick. Oh my! That's the best God. way to. That's the best thing to approach a woman with is like a sleight of hand magic trick. Women are like four year olds, so just pull <laughs> a quarter out of their ear. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But, but yeah. Um. So yeah, and there's there's a lot of that's like kind of the simple angle of it, and then there's a lot of like lie scenarios that you ask a girl to help you with. Like you you find a couple of pretty girls, and you're like, hey, um, uh, there's a lot of like. We've got a bet going over there. Like, that's the big thing. It's like, we've got a bet going over uh-huh. there. My friend just got two goldfish, and we want to name them after an 80s pop group. What should we name the goldfish? And then, you know, you kind of set up this fun scenario. Uh, but then there's, like, uh, some low-level hypnotism, and that's kind of like... <laughs> so the big tension, I mean, the big tension is between the people who have figured out these systems to talk to a lot of women while creeping a relatively low percentage of them out. So that's right. like that's the relatively right. less creepy group of people. And those people are a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but many of them are just sad guys who are socially awkward and they have a hard time talking to girls anyway, and this gives them some tools to talk to a lot of girls in a way that is less likely to upset girls. Like, for example, going up to them and saying, I've got a bet going with my buddies. Would you do this or this? Which is a way of talking to people without making them think that you're creeping them yeah. out, without being aggressive, essentially. Right. And so there's that. But then, yeah, there's this other part. There's this other branch of it. And that goes further and further down the line and gets more and more creepy, Mm -hmm. to be frank. But then there's this other part, which is, which involves fucking mind trick hypnotism type shit. And that is bad. Like and what, now Neil an Strauss was against that. He's against <laughs> that. But it's a fu- it's a f- the distinction gets finer and finer the further huh. down the one way the the good way you go. The distinction between the good way and the bad way gets less and less I, distinct. Yeah, I think that the whether or not you agree with the hypnotism, the the thesis seems to be women are easily tricked. Women <laughs> like to be fooled. Sure, it seems- yes. What you're saying, Deception. like the, the magic trick being the most reductive, uh, right? Example of that, they but like, yeah, everything is is kind of has that same concept. Is they that. will they will welcome trickery, <laughs> right? Exactly, okay. with open legs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the the book. I mean, the book is genuinely bizarre, and and he went on to a career as. And again, when he was on the show, I mean, I found him to be a really interesting, bright, charming guy. He was you probably him. you wanted to have. I sex mean, with I him. sucked his dick. <laughs> I mean, he pulled that quarter out of well, your ear. What are you supposed to do? Well, Not yeah. suck his dick. Yeah. What was it? Where was the court? How did it get behind my ear? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a. Rob, I don't know if you've been here. There's a place in L.A. called the Magic Castle. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> it is a castle, a castle-like building, and uh, it's magical. It has mm-hmm. magical powers. Sure. You start to tingle. It appears. When you go through it the appears door. once every uh-huh. year when a when a dense fog <laughs> rolls out. Um, no, this is a place uh, um, that you need kind of a special invite mm-hmm. to get into. Um, and uh, it's like, you know, kind of this fancy steakhouse, but there are rooms where different kinds of magic are being mm-hmm. performed. Uh, there's like a sleight of hand room, mm-hmm. and then there's kind of, you know, but then you can kind of see like a theatrical 
you know, Chris Angel type, mm-hmm. you know, goth bullshit show. <laughs> and then there's, you know, like dad's goofy magician friend. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of this, it's kind of this weird, it's weird thing. And I swear to God, I go there and I tell myself, just don't go into the, just don't go into the cloak coat closet with one of these guys. You're just gonna get hurt, and every fucking time I yeah, do it, I yeah. end up in the cloakery. Yeah, with one of these fucking magicians. But yeah. you're all now that I'm putting two and two together. You are always at magic shops. Mm-hmm. Right. You are always at magic shows. Yes. You're taking a magic. Cl- you're teaching a magic workshop on Saturdays. I am. Yes. Uh, at the Y. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. It's you know just at kind the of y. a community service. I know. I need to just get away from magic entirely. But oh, it's Dude, so hard. It's... You got to separate yourself from these magic gatherings. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <sighs> I know. I just. You know what I need to do? I just need to meet a nice non-magician. Just I don't know, like. You know, just talk to some friends of friends, maybe get online, and then, you know, down the down the line after we've had a healthy relationship and maybe we trust each other, I could just ask her for the wand in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could still have some of that. Do you guys, do you guys like men? Uh, do you like men? I do, Rob. <laughs> Jesse, where's your cloakroom? <laughs> you put the wand in the butt. And then you start you start sending out them scarves, them hankies. <laughs> Those were all in my butt. Um, I, I. What, what, what are those noises called, Rob? Efforts. Efforts. Those are some great efforts. Great efforts. Uh, we're going to have to have you do it again, Jesse. Uh, just move around a little bit more. Actually, like, jump, bounce up and down while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Rob, how like, do you... Really make the listener yeah. think that scarves are coming out of your yeah. butt. Rob, how do you feel about magic, just on a personal level? Um, not necessarily sexually, but there are some yes. people who enjoy it and some people who do not like it at all. I, uh, I, I... I have a, a, a natural, I think, aversion to it philosophically. You have a natural, have a natural gift <laughs> natural, for yeah. close-up magic. <laughs> for, uh, uh, so I always, I feel like it's kind of like, well, it's like prop comedy, basically. It's just uh-huh. kind of like a, uh, you know, uh, but, but whenever I see it, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% involved. Love yeah. it. I love it. I'm a sucker. Yeah. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, cl- sleight of hand is great. I've always wanted to go to the Magic Castle. Just, oh, it's a ton just of for fun. that. Yeah, yeah, you, you should do um, it. It's, and, at uh, once, it's at once the classiest and tackiest place you'll ever be in your life. And they say, like, and, you know, everybody that has been there is like, hey, you know, you got you to gotta know somebody to get in. But apparently, like, everybody but me has been there. <laughs> it's not a hard place to get into. <laughs> I but, know. Um, what, I, what I, all I know really about the Magic Castle is I was once talking to our MaximumFun.org colleague, John Hodgman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me that he was turned away from the Magic Castle. Uh, I want to say maybe it was after the Emmys or something. But anyway, it was it was at some time when he was wearing a suit and tie, but sneakers, and he got turned away for wearing sneakers. Yeah, yeah. The first time I went, I was wearing sneakers and then had to drive home and get non-sneakers. Oh, They're that hardline about it. Now, wow. here's the thing. This is also a place that will allow Penn Gillette to come in just at any time. <laughs> you can have a ponytail. Yeah. Really, what's worse, a man with a ponytail or a man with sneakers? You can vote for Ron Paul whenever you want. <laughs> but please, no sneakers. <laughs> Ponytails are uh, a necessity for a magician, though, I think. Like, yeah, well, that's a, where a you lot hide of, your extra uh, cards. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them have them. <laughs> Your bonus cards. Magic upsets me. 
Magic mm. sincerely upsets me. I get angry because I don't like people trying to trick me. And I don't understand why I would want to pay someone to trick me. <laughs> like, I don't... I under Look, I know that other people have this capacity for wonder that they can engage <coughs> when they see a magic show. But if I see someone doing magic, I'm like, ah, oh, stop fucking tricking me. And it's and the thing is, is I don't I can't figure out what's happening because it's a ma- the man is a professional magician. You know what I mean? I'm not a professional magician. You, I don't know how he does the magic tricks. I don't want to have to get so deep involved in it that I figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then he then he wins. I did that once. I got upset. You know when David Blaine was first. Uh, mm-hmm. On television, it was amazing. His first—I mean, he's a joke now, but his—it was—it uh, was a real. His first special or whatever was really incredible. Like, apparently, people have been doing those magic tricks for years, but it was the first time a mass audience had seen them, like the levitation trick. And uh, I knew a guy, a comedian named—he was a comedian magician and very funny and very good named Magic Brian. Uh-huh. Um, and he'd workshop that name for a while and he just came up <laughs> sure. that that was like tested really well he went with a corporate name consultant it, for a yeah, while yeah, yeah, yeah. he was Brian the magic gentleman yeah 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 that it, seemed a little wordy a lot of iterations sure. but this one seemed the, the simplest and mm-hmm. it you know in the 18 to 34 demographic I believe o- sure. Alestro was also great. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he went with he David could also in some way use that uh, use that name to sell Pepsi Max <laughs> Dr. Pepper. 10. But uh, he was like, he was so pissed. And uh, and I actually went to a magic store and to look for that levitation trick. And of course, those guys are like comic book store guys times 100. Sure. They're yeah. so, they fucking hate you the second you walk in there. <laughs> sure. If they don't already know you and you've spent thousands of dollars. Because that's all people do is that magicians go to those stores and they just buy a trick. They'll buy a a great trick for like three thousand dollars. That, yeah, it's, it's an investment. Yeah. Who yeah. do you think has more sex, the comic book store guys or the magic store guys? I guess, like comic book fan, I guess there's you know the kind of the there's the there's the comic cons and the ren fairs that maybe yeah, and you we, kind there of, are girls at comic book stores. I mean, it's like sure. four to oh, yeah. one, but there are girls I, at comic book I, stores, I think, especially now in the age of manga. Mm-hmm. I have a half-thought-out theory. Sure, that uh, all, all of those. Rob, that's too much. If you could make that a, if you could like bump that down to a quarter. Well, let me say, blacks I, and Mexicans are crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and the Irish are always drunk, and that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you tell me how much of a full thought this sure, is. Sure, sure. But uh, that that all of that shit, that subculture, sort mm-hmm. of you know, comic book and like you know, a fantasy gat, you know, and even you know, audio files and anything that has sort of a even a, a subcategory of conventions. You know, it's not a major convention, yeah. but it is. They meet every year, and it's it's all about fucking. Yeah, that's Jordan's. That's this is a yeah, running is, theme on our program. Really, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, what are you people doing at this thing? And why won't you invite me? <laughs> and why won't you own up to the fact that that's what you're doing? Yeah. This is this these, are, these are the three principal questions I have about uh, subculture gas. So you have a lot of resentment. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's gone you've, past just curiosity. Absolutely. You've bumbled your way into the secret <laughs> sex party theory. <laughs> yeah. Jordan's signature theory. There's always a sex party going on? Yes, exactly. That you're not, but that I'm not to. invited to, and no one will talk about it, but yeah. I know it's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jordan did once get invited to a secret sex party <gasps> that takes place regularly outside of Seattle. No. 
Yes, that's true. Did you go? Uh, no, I mean, I, I haven't had a had cause to go to Seattle. But, you know, if I'm, you know, if, if, if there's anyone in Seattle who needs a comedy writer or performer for a weekend, <laughs> uh, I am available wow. for road shows. I imagine they're not uh, all there. Yeah, what you're they're they're all it, what our imagination makes them out to be. Yeah, I'm not know? so much at this point. I'm not so much interested in it for the sex. I just want to say I told you so. <laughs> I just want to see. I told you you were doing this. I knew about it. <laughs> um, but actually, the, the 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 one in Seattle, we had a, a listener that called in to um to kind of describe when he went to. It was didn't seem to be as affiliated with a proper subculture. I mean, I know that is a subculture, but it didn't seem to involve costumes, and those are the ones I'm mainly curious about. Oh, yeah, about. now that would be fun, I yeah, think. For sure. I, yeah, you'd have you'd have to wear a full-on mask and yeah. not, you know, I I uh I um my wife and I years and years ago there was this you know, in Tribeca in New York, there's a triangle building uh, where I think like the Gansevoort Hotel is or something. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a sex club or like a, I don't even know what it was, man. But we stumbled in there one night, <laughs> half by accident. Yeah. We were wasted. Okay. Just, and you were just kind of looking for another bar that was open. No, we were like, <laughs> we were like, this would be funny. You sure. know, this, this is, you know, I will admit that I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be a gas. I'm always, I'm going to get her into a sex club. <laughs> and we walked yeah. in there and we're like, oh my God, it's going to be so ironic. Yeah. And it turned out to be, it was horrifying. We were in oh there my. for about, well, not horrifying. So it right. was about two minutes. Sure. And there was one other woman in the whole, there was sawdust on the floor. Oh my. One other woman in the whole place. Because Everybody it's like vomiting. It's like at, the, at a carnival. Clo- I mean, that, you know, happened probably after like two in the morning. Oh no. They were they were full of guys and very thick serial killer glasses with <laughs> t-shirts on but no pants uh jacking off their flaccid penises and like just kind of wandering around like like they were just kind of expressionless and like just bumping into things that's like that's my impression i'm sure it was different but like was it so just I'm, a slow night or is that supposed to be what's going on is that what people go to like, do I so am, meander and jack like a soft sort of salacious mr magoo <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah it was it, they were it's 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 uh there was one other woman there and she was in a swing being spanked okay but once my wife walked in uh who's you know very attractive and not like when these guys because i'm sure the ratio is not good any night at a right. sex club sure. like that right it's still all dudes mostly and they're like oh my god it happened we were here the night that she walked in <laughs> and they just they like come like come over to her like they were just yeah, just just kind of standing near us, jacking off, and we just took off. It was horrible. Wow. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, it was mackerel. Wild. It was wild. <laughs> well, we're not going to top that. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, and I'm Rob Cordry. Uh, Celebrity to the stars. <laughs> yes. That's that's why oh, the man, I like a redundant nickname. That's Ooh. why the man that's why the man is a show business success story. Sure. You know, a lot of people think that it's because of his good looks or his talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's because of shit like my that. My mother and my wife. Yeah. Like that. 
Um, hey, guess wow. what? I'm guess spent what, after that. I'm yeah. spent. Yeah, you know what? Rob, take five. That's <laughs> all I got. No, no, no. That's, Guys, I'm useless we from would now be, on. We would be, we would be cruel to expect anything else from you. <laughs> that would be unreasonable. <laughs> um, Jordan, Max Fun Drive. Yes. Hello. Currently now. Um, so this is the deal. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go, and all of the shows at MaximumFun.org are supported by listeners. That means people like you. Uh, or the guy sitting next to you, assuming that he's also listening to this show. Mm-hmm. He's got his headphones in. He's probably what he's listening to, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're at a uh, New York sex club, he's, he's <laughs> dead-eyed jacking Wait, off. Wait, do I, do I owe you guys money? <laughs> do I, yes. Are you, oh, yes, right. that's what this is about. Fair enough. That's why we brought you in here. I, you know what? It's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. Um, but almost almost all of our expenses, like 75, 80% of our budget comes from <laughs> donations from people like you. It's what pays my salary and Jordan's salary and pays for all of our equipment and pays for our producers and our <laughs> staff and our office space and our microphones and all of that shit comes from people who listen to the show and then say, this is worth a couple bucks a month to me. Sure. Um, and this is our first of only two uh, Max Fun Drive Jordan Jesse Go episodes. Uh, we'll have one more next week, but there's really no excuse not to just get on this and go to maximumfund.org slash donate and give right now. Apparently, we have prizes. Oh, f- do we have fucking prizes? <laughs> yeah. Do we have fucking prizes? <laughs> Holy shit, Jordan. Well, uh, last year... We'd... I said we had prizes. Why are you mad? <laughs> you've been fucking my wife no um this is uh this is the story with prizes number one uh we have recorded an entire episode of jordan jesse go that is only accessible to donors uh our friend chris fairbanks came in one of our most beloved guests and we answered questions life questions and gave straight talk for a solid 100 minutes of entertaining talk that's only available to people who join at the $5 a month <coughs> or more level. And I and also... Can I just say something yeah. about the episode we recorded? Yes. Shit gets real. Yeah. Shit gets really real. Yeah. Anytime you put Fairbanks in a room and start asking him how to how other people should run their lives, that guy's barely got a handle on his life. <laughs> Um, you know, so shit is gonna get real. Yeah, it's a it's a really funny, really uh, intense episode, and I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and we also have created our our what is this? Our second or third short film, our Rift short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is on the subject of posture. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, a subject uh, near and dear to our hearts. A ten minute a ten minute short film from the nineteen fifties that we have riffed, sort of mystery science theater three thousand style. Mm-hmm. Um, that only donors at the five dollar a month or more level can watch no puppets we should say that if yeah. people are expecting puppets no there are absolutely no puppets because we don't know how to do that no we have no technical skills at all in fact arguably we have no skills of any kind mm-hmm. we We're... should be dead <laughs> i can barely boil pasta um so that's what you get at five dollars or more per month ten dollars or more a month you become a friend of the family and you get our maximum fun friendship bracelet we're, we're having a company make MaximumFun.org friendship bracelets and sending them out to everybody who gives a 10 bucks a month or more. Uh, 20 bucks a month or more is the Diamond Friendship Circle. These are all Friends-themed this year, by the way, Jordan. Mm. Um, by which I mean themed based on the 1990s sitcom Friends. Sure. Um, it has, uh, if you give 20 or more a month, you get a stainless steel water bottle. 
Uh, <laughs> like from the Friends theme song? Remember how there's claps? With the Maximum Fun rocket chip on it, as well as all of the other stuff. All of these are cumulative. Sure. Just so you know. $35 per month is my favorite level. It is uh, the Friendship Emergency Kit level. Um, we have put together this amazing Friendship Emergency Kit for... Uh, you know, just any time when some friendship is about to go down, but you're ill-prepared. Um, it has in it, among other things, uh, some super ultra-fancy coffee from our friends at Tonks. Mm-hmm. Um, Tonks do this uh, thing where they take special coffees from all around the world and mail them to you once a month, that kind of thing that my wife does and is completely obsessed with. So we have coffee for you to share with your friend. Um, we have... Kashi Good Friends Cereal, mm-hmm. um, because I think that all friendships are built on a foundation of... Being interracial lesbians. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say fiber, but mm-hmm. dietary fiber. I just checked out for a minute. I was reading your guest book, and sure. I just came in on that. Interracial <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Feel free to check out again. It's not going to get any better than that. That's I pe- I, I've, I've peaked, Rob. You I pan- peaked earlier I, with yeah, your nickname. I panicked for a minute too. I was like, "Oh, guy, gotta have what? Are we still on the the drive?" Yeah. There's, uh, there's even more cool stuff. Uh, did I, <laughs> how, how long has it been? There's even more cool stuff. Uh, I've been out for a half. A, you I've, can see everything that you. Can I have get. a beard now. Oh no, <laughs> my beard. I failed them. You can see everything you can get at maximumfund.org/slash/donate. Fifty bucks a month, you get all of that shit. Plus, I personally bake blondies and FedEx them to your door. That is Are real. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not Can fucking kidding Can I say some of these fucking people? Yeah. Can I say some of these people? Yeah. Rob, would you? You got to... Five, five, $5 a month. I mean, I, of course, that's not Blondie uh, level, right. right? But I mean, that's like... you got. See, I believe... You know what I hate is when people say, oh, my, I'm not buying that app on iTunes. It's like a dollar ninety nine. But you but you know, you want to pay for good things, right? right you want to sure. pay if you use it. And you like it, you should pay for it, right? I mean, you I pay, you, you fucking people are spending $700 a year at least on cable. Here comes And you Cordry. never watch it. Here comes Cordry. You watch the first uh, baseball game of the season from your favorite team, and that's it until the World Series. That is what you do. And that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You listen to this show every fucking week. Maximumfund.org slash donate. Hundred bucks, you get invited to a very special Max Fun dinner. It's the night before Max Fun Con. So uh, mad. Lots of our special people from Max Fun Con come to this dinner, including you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You're there every year. Hodgman's there every year. A lot of our special guests from Max Fun Con are there every year. Um, and if you give two hundred bucks a month, we uh, you are our special guest at Max Fun Con. So it's all online at maximumfun.org/slash/donate. Um, and if you're just, rich, if you're rich, oh, if you're a rich guy, and if you're, you're right now, you're oh, listening right gosh. now, you're rich. You, you, you have, you're never going to have a problem with money ever again. Mm-mm. Just write a check for like five grand. Just do it. It's going to make you it. feel so right. Just pull just your pull your grand. pull your beamer over to the uh, no, don't side. T- wait, no, don't piss him off. Oh yeah, don't piss this guy off. This guy, we <laughs> we got him. We almost have him. <laughs> You're a master closer. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got, I got, That's I got why you got guy. that coffee, isn't it? Yeah. And then you're never going to think about it again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's all super easy. It's online at MaximumFun.org slash donate. And the answer is just fucking do it. Don't, don't think about doing it. Don't put off doing it. We give you this show and all of our shows for free. And all we ask is if you think they're worth a little bit of money, just fucking kick us a little bit of money. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Love you, 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 love you,
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cordry, celebrity to the stars. Um, I am developing an enemy in my neighborhood. Mm. They don't uh. know this yet, and I have not yet met them. Yeah. But there is, so I walk my... It's that asshole putting up those lost cat posters. <laughs> I mean, come on, those are an eyesore. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, there's this, my, I live in the most sort of like low-key neighborhood in Los Angeles. Like there's really no, I have no beef with anyone in my entire neighborhood for any reason. No one is noisy. No one, there's no problems here yeah. at all. No one is a dick. No one is like telling people other people how to grow their lawns or whatever it is that rich people do to each other. There's a lot of people <laughs> strolling, and every time I park to walk up to the house, if there's someone strolling, they always say, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, exactly. It's a very, very nice, very pleasant place, except for this one house. And my my dogs, one of my dogs is um, scared of other dogs, and the other one is little and feisty, and so. It is our like goal in life to not get too involved with other dogs while they're walking. And if we keep walking and the other dog keeps walking on a dog walk, it's no problem. Um, our, our dogs will keep going. Their dog will keep going. You know, and it took a lot of work to get to that point with the feisty one, but we're there. So stressful. There's this house that is that is so perplexing to me. And it's not just because they have recently introduced an enormous snarling German shepherd. Like, what? This is not a neighbor. What the fuck? Like, this is the kind of dog, I swear oh, to God, no. this is the kind of dog from a cartoon where someone throws a stake in one direction and then th runs the other direction. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Not only do they have this fucking horrifying dog, but the, it, their house is on a corner and it's kind of a long corner. And so the dog can snarl all the way around the house. And it's basically can go for a city block, snarling and throwing itself. Terrifying. Yeah, exactly. It is genuinely terrifying. I'm not even scared of dogs, and this dog is terrifying. It is just flinging itself at the fence, you know. And it's a fucking big-ass German Shepherd. These people also have a Bentley that they park on the street. I don't live in a Bentley neighborhood. No. What? And who parks a Bentley on the street? What is... Who are these people? Wouldn't it be funny if uh, the, the dog was driving the Bentley? Yeah. <laughs> like if Maybe, he had yeah. a little chauffeur's cap on? <laughs> Maybe that's the people. It's just the dog. Yeah, Have you ever seen yeah, anybody go going in the house? That could be... That dog could be heir to the Rin Tin Tin fortune. You don't... Yeah, this is Hollywood, man. If that was the case, I would forgive the dog because that is fucking awesome. It's, yeah. If the dog had bought a Bentley and the reason it was parked on the street is because dogs can't drive and they just dropped it off on the street in front of his house <laughs> when he bought it. Yeah. Like, that would be great. But who the fuck has a Bentley... That they park on the street in front of their house, right? I bet he. I bet the dog is also married to a cat, and he had to move away from his family who doesn't approve. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's so mad all the time. I know exactly because society doesn't approve of his like, love. My family he's... is on my ass. Mm -hmm. This cat, like I married a cat. That just the inherent <laughs> high problems with their high maintenance. It's, They're a it's just going to be hard. These sure. people have a hundred and ninety thousand dollar car, and inside their garage, which they sometimes leave the garage door open. Uh, inside their garage is it's like one of those garages where there's that uh, that weightlifting equipment. 
Oh, you know wow. what I'm talking about? Like just yeah. a sort of sad abandoned weightlifting equipment. Mm. Like not even with the belts. Just There's like a lot of folded towels on it, like from the <laughs> laundry machine, the, yeah. the dryer right Exa- And next really, to it. you can't make room for your Bentley in there because you do have a Bentley. No, I'm going to shred my abs one of these days. You have a, <laughs> a late model Bentley. Their cars are, this is the cars they have at this house. They have... A Bentley, they have four cars at this house, all of which they park on the street. So they have a Bentley, they have a matte black Mini Cooper, which is matte black. What more badass car is there to paint matte black than a Mini Cooper? Sure. That's that's Batman's car for when he's just tooling around on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's Alfred's car. Right, yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. And two 60s Ford Mustangs, which I maintain wow, is wow. the official classic car of an asshole. Yep. Like, just a dope. I It was my favorite classic car of all time until I moved to L.A. Until, I was like, oh, this is a douchebag car. 11. <laughs> this is a douchebag car. I'm a bad person. But you just assumed that whenever that car was present, uh, there was a woman in a kind of a skimpy one-piece bathing suit laying on top of it. <laughs> there is nothing I am more biased against than the Ford Mustang. Mm. Like, I don't get into, I don't care about Fords. It's not a thing where I'm like a Chevy guy Ford. or something like that. I just think that Ford Mustang, it's like the Ed Hardy of classic car. I think classic cars are great. I think they're tremendous. But if you get a Mustang, That's like so show me funny. something. Like th- have an idea. Here's something I, here's something I was disappointed <laughs> wow. with. Um, I did um, – one of my last things I did for Fuel TV before the show got canceled was um, I did – they had some sort of um, ad partnership with Ford – and I did a thing where I went to kind of an area near Detroit and uh, did like some like crazy driving on some Ford cars. I guess they're trying to make Fords more appealing to young people. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they they I did drifting uh, in a Mustang, uh, and I I did like a like an intro by the car, and I had to retake it because Ford doesn't like it when you call it a Stang. <laughs> Apparently that's not part of their new branding Is someone uh, calling it a Stang I thought that was the point of having a Mustang Just to call get the, it a Stang go, oh, This is my Stang <laughs> Come on, at least get a GTO, right? If you're gonna get an uncomfortable Somewhat homely Not that fast With, muscle car That you can't really fit a good radio into <laughs> Yeah, like if you're just If you're gonna get a If you're gonna get a home Like at least get one That's not the one That everyone else already has yeah, Right? I, see, that's the thing That's what it's But it's all over LA You can't oh, Every You know Every stoplight There's a yes. classic 64 or 5 Mustang The only thing that's sadder Than a 64 or 65 Mustang Is a 2011 Mustang <laughs> Or even or, worse Like a 2006 Mustang To be fair You can drift in Mustang. them You can drift in them <laughs> If you're looking to drift I don't know what drift is Oh that's uh, Tokyo Drift Fast and Furious 3 No Okay, it is when you uh, you uh, bow wow. Have you ever heard of bow? Wow? Oh, oh! Lud- now I know it. Okay, is. ludicrous. It's when you. Uh, it's when you. Uh, Chris turn- ludicrous bridges. Got it. <laughs> it's when you turn the car sharply in one direction and then in another direction to make it go sideways as far as you can, and the goal is to make it go travel sideways for the longest distance. Uh, and I uh, drifted uh, when we did this thing. I drifted further than anyone else. They had like other guys from like car websites do it uh-huh. i drifted further than anyone else and i attribute it to this uh when i was talking they had like a drifting expert teaching you, you. uh and so he's explaining this to me and i'm like 
wait, wait, is this kind of like power sliding in Mario Kart? And he said, yes, it's exactly like power sliding in Mario Kart. And then I won the drifting contest. Video games are valuable. I am not wasting my time. You know what? That came up for me the other day when I had to make a potion of regenerate health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was some lavender and some wheat on hand. Mm. Some wheat? And I happened, <laughs> I happened to find myself in Alchemy Station. Rob, do you, do you feel like having worked on Fallout New Vegas, you could survive the apocalypse now? Because there's practical application to all this stuff. I, well, I, to be fair, I always felt like I could survive an apocalypse. <laughs> uh, so I think that's maybe why... I, like I brought that too. Yeah, yeah, the game, sure. That but, kind um, of. I haven't had an enemy in my neighborhood since this woman named Mrs. Love, who used to live next door to me on on Guerrero Street in San Francisco. Uh, and Mrs. Love was like a an elderly African American woman who I was realizing this. Like there was so many people in my neighborhood growing up who dressed like it was 1978. Um, just that was the main form of dress, like forty percent. I forgot of, you guys aren't my age for a second. Yeah. I'm like, well, wasn't that? Wasn't it 1978? <laughs> no, I'm talking about in 1987. Gotcha. Um, Go ahead. And 1988, 1989, and and I realized, like, a at some point in my life, I realized, oh, those people were just winos, and some of them were junkies. <laughs> But winos and junkies. But some of them were time travelers. Yeah, and they just <laughs> please say that they just don't make who wi- are also on drugs. To yeah. be fair, these were <laughs> they just don't make winos like they used Smack to. Smack addicted, you know time what I mean? Travelers. Like there's just not the volume of crackheads, winos, and junkies that you used to have in the inner city. But um, all, but Mrs. Love was 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 the other category, which is elderly African American people who all, as a community, got together, I think, and decided to they were going to stay, stay pressed. Like, they, they were going polyester. They were like, this is great. Stay pressed. This is colorful. Uh, this you is know, energetic. I, I experienced this very, this phenomenon. I think I mentioned it on a, on a, on a previous podcast, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up real quick. There is a roller rink here, kind of near Watts, and they have a um, over-25 night. Uh, where like no oh, that's fantastic yeah it starts at like nine o'clock and it's actually like an over 50 night that's right what, it's like roller that's what style. i was hoping for yes and everyone is that person you're talking about and they do fucking impressive roller <laughs> roller skate moves it's really kind of amazing they're, they're these people and most of them are not in good shape but can do kind of amazing things on roller skates so uh yes mrs mrs love once uh said to my mom in front of me uh, about our dog Sonoma, uh, I'm gonna poison and kill that dog. <laughs> Which my mom had to explain to me was just an expression. <laughs> Until later, when I grew up, I re- I realized, wait, that's not just an expression. <laughs> she <laughs> was not... actually threatening to kill that my dog. That is a dog. literal threat. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't had a neighborhood enemy since Mrs. Love. But I wish you were she trying was... to you were trying to use that expression in just everyday conversation, like when you're haggling with someone, you're like, well. I might have to poison this dog and kill it. Yeah. Well, you know what they say: you gotta poison the dog and kill it if you want to yeah. kill it. <laughs> you, kill. you know that. You and know there was a wise old be. black lady in my neighborhood <laughs> named Mrs. Love, and she taught me something real important. This is from your one man show, right? Yeah. Sometimes <coughs> you gotta poison the dog and kill it. I think uh, in my uh, in my neighborhood, I think 
because we just bought a house a couple years ago. It's our first house we own, and mm-hmm. I think we might be the crazy people. Mm-hmm. Oh, we might be the assholes uh, because we have these uh, people next to us. They've been there since the '80s, yeah. and they're they're busybodies. They know everything that's going sure. on in the block, and they have. It's like Game of Thrones, basically. They've got this is the, they're in that realm, and they're like it's you know there's seven realms, sure. and they want us to be on their side. Yep. And there's a guy next door who might be a meth head, and he likes uh, giving my daughters Japanese anime and stuff. So, it's weird. <laughs> oh. so we're you know we tend to err on the side of the crazy old couple. But they said uh, uh, we had a. We had a, an oversized fence, apparently, when mm-hmm. we bought the house. And they told us right off. They said, well, you know, that, that fence is oversized. And we're like, well, well, okay, I don't know what that means. And then we got a <laughs> summons for it. We had to take it down. It cost us like $5,000 to Jeez. take the fence down. And the guy told us you have to be turned in for something like that. So we knew it was them that turned us in, right? Uh so long story longer, mm-hmm. uh, my wife sent me an email. She, the woman next door, sent my wife an email saying, uh, saying, oh, uh, you know, these people down the block are doing construction, so watch your car or whatever. And, you know, it just painted her as a busybody. And my wife said, she sent me an email saying, she forwarded that email to me saying, you know, this proves that it was that know-it-all cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That turned us in for the overheight fence, sent it to her instead of me. Oh, oh no. Next door house, eight feet away from mine. And they still, you guys are still neighbors? Well, it almost proves that they did turn us in for the fence because I think they see it as sort of a leveling of the playing field in the oh, Game of okay. Thrones. You know, right. they a Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> Lannister always pays his debts. You know, so they're like, "Oh no, it wasn't us." But you know, we're good now. We're okay, good yeah, now. You know, so, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so they kind of they respected your strong position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to be fair, we are kind of cunts. <laughs> we were behaving cuntish. Yeah. Well, Gary can be a cunt. Not me, me so much. No. But, no. Yeah. No. I'm. I could be a snatch, certainly. <laughs> but a cunt? No. That's Gary's territory. <laughs> I find myself wanting to take vigilante action against this house with the terrifying dog and the uh, Mustangs and the Bentley. I don't know. I don't can't, do it. I, I want to start shit. I've never what, had this. What's, you know what what's, I mean? your, what's, your, what's your plan? In a fantasy world where, where, where decorum does not exist. I, what are you going to do to these Bentley people? Fucking, I don't know. That's, what I'm, that's why I'm coming to you guys. You're more creative than I am. Well, you know what? You know what they say? You know, you got to poison the dog right? and kill yeah. it. <laughs> well, I did some the same people next door. Yeah. I uh I I always I just you'll regret vigilante work, I think, cuz yeah. there was a car parked a little bit in front of my driveway and it wasn't that much in the way I can get my car around it, but it makes my wife so mad. And so I was like, it made me mad, too, for some reason. I don't care. It didn't make any difference in my life. Well, you had to protect your children. But I th- yeah, from this car that's yeah. three feet in front of my driveway. <laughs> so what I did was, I'm going to show them, because it's just those little tiny injustices. So you just got in your Bentley. me burned. <laughs> I got back in my the Bentley. The or the Stang? No, I got my... my by German Shepherd. We moved in right <laughs> down the street, by the way. Right. You might know the people I'm talking yeah. about. You saddled him up. <laughs> I rode him to the sixth realm. <laughs> uh, they, so I took a, the biggest sticker I could find in one of my daughter's sticker books, uh-huh. and I wrote a note on the sticky side 
saying, I forget what, like, you know, this is your cars in my driveway. It's lucky my wife wasn't home. This was like a Lisa Frank unicorn sticker or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I was a big, a big fucking kitty. <laughs> and I stuck it on the windshield right in front of where her face Oh, driver's terrific. face would be and i'm like ah i got so that's gonna they're gonna have to get a widget and yeah, you know yeah. get it out and razor blade, they get the yeah. razor blade and yeah i showed them they'll and then oh. i heard then i heard whoop, whoop. <laughs> it was the woman next door that we called the cunt and she was like hey and i was like oh my god i am oh. so sorry here's the story and i and she was could not be cooler about it. She's wow. like, I get no. It was only here for like ten minutes. It's our friend's car. Yeah, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta put a sticker on it. <laughs> She's know? like, no, no. And I was like, luckily, it just peeled right off, which oh, kind of defeated the purpose of it. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be really hard to get off. <laughs> but that's like just. Uh, I feel like we did something. But that's two things we've done to Holy. them. And Rob, I don't need to be the one to tell you this, but you're a celebrity. <laughs> You're in film and television. Yeah. People are writing yeah. to page six about this. <laughs> yeah. She's writing at least to the count, the city council about <laughs> fences. She's not. Yeah. You know, the guy also, he, every time he corners me all the time, he's a writer. He always corners me. He says, uh, oh, hey, you know what you should do? <laughs> uh, updated version of Mr. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> He wants you to write this or star in I, it? Maybe he's trying to get me back for oh, being an okay. asshole to He's just like, pitching you bad movie projects. Exactly. Like, yeah. That would actually probably sell. I'll devote two years to that. You know like, like, I'll get him into this. He'll devote two years to it. It'll fail. He'll have to move out because he <laughs> won't be able to afford the house right. anymore. Because he sunk all his time and money into this update of the snorks. That'll get him. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question about my enemy? You may. So my enemy is a CPA. I know this because he has a... You've been rooting through his mail. (laughs) (laughs) He has a big sign on his fence that says CPA Uh, service. What is a CPA? Uh, Certified public accountant. Okay. And um, we should explain that Jordan keeps his money under his bed, inside his mattress. I don't trust the banking industry. It's run by lizard people. (laughs) (laughs) What are those guys called? He also calls Jews lizard people. (laughs) Sure. They're just scaly, <laughs> forked tongues. That's, you can see why I call them that. Um, so my, uh, my, my enemy is a CPA. And would it make you uncomfortable to go to a CPA who drove a Bentley? Like, wouldn't it feel... Doesn't that seem mm, like yeah. your CPA is making too much money if he's driving a Bentley and also parking it on the street? Or is that a Los Angeles thing? Is it is it in Los Angeles? Is it appropriate for a CPA? Is it like, hey, look, we're all making money here. Sure. Here's here's. I feel like if just, you're an agent or something, you have to have at least <laughs> yeah, you not even wave a your dick around. Like a you've got to have a car exactly that shows you that people the back of your balls. Yeah. But that's but not a CPA. Yeah. No, I'm uncomfortable Here's, with people in Los Angeles who drive. Re- I'm also uncomfortable with real estate agents that drive very expensive cars. Because so I understand that you're getting. I just feel like anyone who's getting a portion of my money should be driving a modest. Should be putting forth a modest front. <laughs> like, yeah. like, hey, I don't embezzle. 
no embezzling here. Yeah. So, I just understand I, money and <laughs> saving. Uh, and, you know, I think this is actually a good topic of conversation because we are in the middle of the max fund drive, and I don't want to harp yeah. on it too much. But I know we are at a time where we are asking, you know, people to contribute. I just want everyone to know I only ride a Razor scooter. That's true. <laughs> I do not own a car. <laughs> yeah. Jesse, actually, I have a little... You Razor scoot over here from West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I start at 8 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get hurt a lot. <laughs> you actually spend a lot of money on just on shoes, yeah, because of the because of the distance you travel. Yeah, I roll my ankles scooter. a lot, so like ace <laughs> yeah. bandages. Um, here's here's my here's what I think you should do. Yeah. Um, don't don't look at this as an enemy. Look at this guy as just a, maybe a potential friend that you don't see eye to eye with yet, and right. and, and foresee a future where you know. You're all you're all together, you know. Uh, you and Teresa, and him and his 19 year old Asian wife. <laughs> you know, you're out back, you're having a barbecue, and you're laughing about the time. You that know, I took a shit on his Bentley because I already did take a shit. <laughs> oh, okay. On his oh, I should okay. Explain. Here's what you we do. We should have known that right. before you be the bigger man. You go up to his house. Maybe don't bring a casserole. Maybe bring a gram of coke. Uh-huh. I'm thinking uh-huh. what what you know, bring a gram of coke. CPA type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like a jet ski. Right. And then you know <laughs> you just say, and a sea do. Sure, exactly. And then you know he'll he'll invite you in for a bump. <laughs> a bump and a do. Yeah, yeah, and you guys can uh, you can admire his velvet uh paintings of nude Asian women. <laughs> sure. And his uh his armless his armless Venus uh fountain that shoots vodka. Nude Asian teens. Yes, nude Asian. And then teens. you might find something there that you you can actually relate to him. Like there's right. some might be a piece of you in there. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like he might have uh like one of my f- toenails or fingernails that he got out of my garbage. <laughs> Is that what you're just You're just assuming that both of you are going through each other's garbage. Well, I was thinking I maybe he'll he have a maybe he'll have maybe he does a podcast. Oh, uh, maybe he has a sex dungeon. You know, that is a sex that's dungeon. A good you point. Have he probably right? does do a podcast. He is in Los Angeles, and there are f- precious few of us left who don't have <laughs> podcasts. Um, do you think? Do you think maybe you're this? You're this guy's enemy. Do you think maybe he has noticed little details about your life, and and he's yeah. over there fuming about? I am always walking past his house. You insist mm-hmm. on walking past his you house, do. literally once With your a day. Tiny. Scared dogs. Yeah, my little scruffy dogs. Your pussy dogs. dogs uh, yeah. That don't know how to drive. Flaunting their their haunches in front of his hungry, hungry German shepherd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you might as well be walking a little roast chicken. <laughs> driving around my 2004 car, bringing down the property uh, values. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I got to find out. You got to show me. Point, point it out to me. I want to walk past... I'm very it's curious. Pretty, it's a pretty intense situation. But seriously, right? Who parks a Bentley on the street? <laughs> Who is that person? Who is the person that parks a Bentley? Who is it? Yeah, no, I think... Who doesn't is- garage their Bentley? I think this is probably just some guy who clearly peaked in the 80s. My accountant... He's probably got yeah. a white sport coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's... Uh, it's... Uh, it, uh, couldn't think of his name. Uh, oh, uh, Don Johnson? Big description. Fucking Don Johnson. Yeah, it's Don yeah. Johnson. See, it You're wasn't right. even that good either. No, no, I think uh, it was good. If you pulled out Don Johnson... If it, he was, like, this was it. his... 
you know, Done. becoming a CPA after having that career is not a bad. Absolutely, that's new, you gotta not, have a fallback. That yeah, oh my, absolutely. Like you know, he spent all of his money on jackets and cocaine. Rob, you're a notary Sign on the side, up. right? I am a notary. Yeah, uh-huh, a little good. bit. Yeah, sure. yeah. That's a, I that's took a great, an oath. I, I took mean, an oath. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie J was Donnie J was at the Nash Bridges rap party mm-hmm. signing people up for the CPA biz. Yeah, he's you know, like uh, I need a couple clients. You know what I mean? You say, uh-huh. Hey, hey, Cheech, you need somebody to keep track of the accounts on that Mexican-American Chicano art collection you've got going? I'm your man. I got a Bentley. I got a couple Stangs. <laughs> For practical reasons, Jesse, I have a matte black Mini Cooper. Don't call it a Stang. <laughs> what? This, don't call it a Stang. Yeah, can we, in, that? can we cut that? Can we, yeah, can we it's cut that? Yeah, it's not in line with Ford. Who does your Ford audio? I got a your, couple. Casper? I got What's a guy's name that does your audio? <laughs> yeah, it's Casper. Casper, can you Casper cut that Van out? Dien. I got a I got a couple musties in the driveway. Musties, there you Cut, go. No, we can't. Oh, they don't we like musty. I have a feeling they're not going to like musty. If they don't like staying, they're not going to like musty. <laughs> like it musty. makes it seem like it smells inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustards. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like mustard. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to have enemies, but I feel like he he put it on my plate. Have you ever now seen I gotta the guy? Eat it. You don't actually have an enemy yet. You you have a guy. I haven't. I've seen some sort of twenty two year olds walking around there Mm. that I think are his grown. I think it's his grown son. I don't think the twenty two year old is the accountant. No, that that kid couldn't be right. Right? He couldn't have four cars. I have seen like no 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 guy who's definitely not older than twenty five, but he's definitely an adult. Any other piece of the puzzle that you're leaving out? Because I feel like there's just one thing that's going to make all of this. Makes sense. Is the there German a shepherd tethered in the backyard? The German <laughs> shepherd lives in a shed out back. There's like one of those tool sheds mm-hmm. that's maybe three feet deep, and I can tell the German shepherd lives in there because it has ki- a bowl of kibble in it. Mm. It's not a doghouse. They just went and bought a tool shed. It's not even shaped like a doghouse. It's not shaped. It's it's wildly inappropriate it's... to be a doghouse. <laughs> now it sounds like you've got a rear window situation with this guy, Jesse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I walk past his house when I'm walking my dogs every day. And he just happens and to be where your telescope is set up. <laughs> he leaves his house every day. It's between yeah. 701 the and 710. All of this asshole. <laughs> he has one of those he also has one of those giant front doors. You mm. know what I'm talking about where sure. the front door is like 14 feet tall. <laughs> and you're so like, "Give me a fucking break. <laughs> How tall do you think you are?" Is that a sign of like arrogance? Yes, like, like, it is. Yeah. So I never ever yeah. would have considered I that. I would say they're right, like, uh, A, I'm that tall or B, I'm such a cool guy, minute bull could come over at any second. <laughs> or like this house is too awesome no, to con- It's like having to- a white grand piano. Having okay, one of those giant it. front doors, it's got the it. same as having a white grand yeah. piano. Well, if you don't this have a white grand piano, what do you what do you do blow off of? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a modern asshole, you do it off your iPad. I do it off <laughs> one of my gold or platinum records. Oh, okay. Personally. Right. <laughs> I produced Bob Newhart's The Button Down Mind. I know. I love your stuff. Thank you. I love really it. Thank you very much. I mean, that is so crisp. <laughs> <laughs> it is just so... You can... Here, it's just. I also crisp. did Von Meter's The First Family. I'm That's a huge how I fan. really made my yeah, money. The I'm First Family, fan. Von Meter, famous presidential impressionist, until, of course, the great tragedy. I'm listening. John F. Kennedy, may he rest in peace. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I thought you meant uh, when the hotel exploded during that impressionist convention. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in the nine eleven <laughs> impressionist conventions. <laughs> the, the day the impressions died. Can I? I you know what? I, st- instead of going to break right now, oh. I'm going to make this an action item. Course of action for Jesse with 
what is what should I do about this situation and why? Uh-huh. Okay, I because I know that people besides me have a lot more experience living in what you might call neighborhoods where people own houses <laughs> and I've never lived somewhere that's not in the inner city before. Silver Lake where I lived for a year was not in the inner city, but I've never lived not in an urban environment <coughs> before. And so I know you're supposed to be enemies with certain people in your neighborhood. I know that from our friend Al Madrigal, mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly which, I don't know how to handle it. So if you have a suggestion or you've had a really good, if you've had a really good situation where you had an enemy in your neighborhood, you handle it in a really particularly effective way. Like, you know, you lit a bag of shit on fire and put it on their thing and then they you got co- shit on their... You called her a cunt. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You had your wife do it. Whatever it is, <laughs> uh, if your neighbor actually killed your dog, so either advice for me or an amazing... Uh, conflict with your neighbor, 206-984-4-FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. Uh, 206-984-4-FUN. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan Jessica, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Corddry, celebrity to the stars. Oh, Rob Corddry from the smash hit television program, Children's Hospital. A smash hit, Rob. Yeah, I mean, no one thought. It was going to be the this the movement it has become millions that, of people, uh, literally millions literally. of people. Literally, I'm I'm not making millions. that up, right? Literally millions, right? Yeah, like, we've like got three uh, million or something. No, 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 three two is, million. Uh, we've got we, uh, our biggest night was uh, approaching two. Yeah, that is unfucking believe, and that's that's like, like what things on NBC gets. Yeah, yeah. that's at well, one o'clock in the morning on the Cartoon Network and <laughs> shit for eleven minutes. But yeah. I think that's part of it too. Like it's uh, you know. Uh, all of the fucking people that watch that network watch it. Yeah, so that's good. You know. Well, you what you've done is the th- the thing that you've done that uh, is the truly amazing is that you've created something that people who like comedy and people who like the Family Guy like the people <laughs> the two things the, the Family Guy. I'm, I'm underselling the fam- the Family Guy has a lot of stuff going for it. The Family Guy's got a lot of good jokes on sure. it in a typical yeah. episode. Tons of good jokes. Um, but it's the the that the formula for that network has always been well, people love the Family Guy. If we can <coughs> if we can just put enough shit in between episodes of the Family Guy <laughs> yeah. that keeps our credibility high yeah. enough. To you know, so that people don't complain about what it is and whatever, we'll just patch it through and and they've gotten some wonderful programming out of that. But somehow you have managed to motivate, you've managed to not lose any of the credible people and motivate the Family Guy people somehow. We've mo- well motivating the Adult Swim people for sure. They right. want to like. Uh... Yeah, they have a, a lot. They're definitely they are those. You 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 nailed it exactly. They're like the and that's what makes that station or that network so great is because mm-hmm. they're just they're just creative people right who love like weird shit sure. and and I've yeah been, and they just I've, when I visited there and I, I met a bunch of people I was like man everybody yeah. here is like super cool and yeah. nice and like trying to do cool shit like not even a single dipshit that I met <laughs> yeah. the entire time they're the best and now they're like okay we're gonna. Around children's, like, we want to build a night now. Around yeah. children, it's going to be like a, a TV network. We're going to have a reality show and a this show and a that and a fake news show and all this. And, uh, and but, not, but they're like, but the problem is we're, we're just like guys that like to get high and <laughs> green light shows. 
so how do you do that? Rob, I, I, we asked Paul Shear about this, or last time he was here, and I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic, but uh, I, I will ask you this. Have you guys discussed whether or not Children's Hospital takes place in the same universe as NTSF, SDSUV? Uh, uh, oh, my God. Colin, uh, Colin. Uh, endlessly. Oh, well. And, <laughs> well, no, I mean. You I'm, are getting I'm, high in greenlighting shows. <laughs> yeah, not not endlessly in that, like, we know, we both know that it does not exist in the same world. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, it exists, I would think, because it started off as a trailer a fake trailer basically and and breaking up two season one episodes that means it exists in the same world that children's hospital the tv show where i play cutter spindell who plays dr blake downs is right yeah oh okay right so your 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 character the actor who plays the character in children's hospital Mm -hmm. could watch ntsf sd suv and i just did a guest star in ntsf which which is actually something like i wanted to protect it at first and say like we shouldn't do too much crossover because you know i would never say like hubel can't do ntsf because those guys you know their relationship trumps my petty little (laughs) weirdness but i mean sex is the most important yeah yeah yeah. i would never get in the way of their thing uh, but yeah, I I I wanted to like uh, I didn't want to I want for both of our sakes yeah. like not to think it was uh, a, like I wanted to think feel like two separate shows. Sure. So you did you go same... on as Cutter Spindell? No, no, I was um no, but to see that's funny. My, but you would be I was... walking onto the set of a TV show and everyone would have yeah. to break character because well, <laughs> someone wandered on. Anyway, I was uh, I played a, a character named Agent Coyote, and it's like I have three lines, but uh, he's like a Fox Mulder kind of guy. But um, it's uh, it's it's really like if you think about it, this is the first time I have. I guess yeah, that was probably Cutter Spindell playing. Oh, I should yeah. I should ask for Cutter Spindell to get credit. Sure that would now. be. I think well, you got to pretty punk you rock. You got to fucking you got to maintain the integrity of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we've learned, it's anything, the only thing we care of the learned, co- about the continuity of. Yeah. You know, if it's you the, can't if you can't make a Wikipedia article for it. You, it will not be a success in today's media landscape. Sure, that's that's just that's just God's own truth. Yeah, people got to be able to make charts and graphs. <laughs> yeah, you got to enable charts and yeah. graphs in today's comedy landscape. Well, I'm thinking, you know, because nothing really makes sense on the show, and the mythology of it is that like it's been around for we're on season 17 now, and <laughs> it's the greatest show that ever was, and it's had some hard times. And Erin uh, Hayes, you know, she plays um, uh, Lola. Has been on the show since the seventies because we did uh-huh. a seventies show, mm-hmm. but but you know Lake Bell, in our minds, wasn't even born yet. Like she wasn't even on the show. Of course, right. they're like you no know, five years apart <laughs> in age. But like uh, so so I want to write a like David Lynch sort of episode next mm. season that explains why there are all these sort of temporal like a dream uh, the dream of an autistic <laughs> child episode. So, right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, at least there's like an undercurrent of evil. Right, you know that okay. that sort of so, like yeah. So is this a is this a is this a portal? Is this a hell mouth? Have you? Yeah, have I you haven't thought, thought that far about ahead? it. I okay, have yeah. not thought about. I've thought about it as much as kind of thing. hell mouths are good. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it as much as David Lynch ever thought about Twin Peaks and what the, right. the, what sure. the black curtain or behind the red curtain was. Right, but uh, you know, so, uh, so yeah. But other than that, like continuity matters not. Mm-hmm. And but the yeah, the mythology I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I think your millions of fans appreciate that. What are we talking about? Three million? It might be like a couple hundred that just watch it a lot. Four or five million? <laughs> I don't know. Four, six million people? Seven 
17.5 million. million? 17.5 million. Wow. American Idol. Well, luckily... Right. Well, uh, you got since you got J Lo. Yeah, since we got J Lo, they the American Idol fan uh, fans followed. Right. Right. Um, we've had she's, to, she's got great comedy chops, by the way. Oh my I mean, God. you wouldn't think so, but it's just oh because gosh. like she's done so much great dramatic work. But like, it's that commitment. I and will remind you that she was on In Living Color, and you wouldn't <laughs> as a dancer. Yes. You wouldn't, but a funny it, dancer. You wouldn't know it with all the money that she's got, but she really is just Jenny from the Block. I was thank you so mm-hmm. much because. That's true. You think, you think. All right. When well, you think J Lo, you think uh, ass. You think a right. big, sure, a big, Juicy, just fat, perfect, round, fucking beautiful, soft, <laughs> light brown, like yeah. fragrant, perfect, fragrant, yeah. yeah. Um, um, like soft. What were we like? But I had a like, point to make. I I'm sorry. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, her ass is great. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second. How about that Christina on... Hendricks from Mad Men? You got us back. You got us back. Perfect. Oh, that tits and fragrance. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Love you, Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cordy, celebrity of the stars. Um, to the stars. First of all. They both work. Of the, to the. Yeah. Means, first of yeah. all, thanks to our sponsor yeah. this week, Ask Metafilter. Absolutely. Uh, thousands of life's little questions answered mm. online at ask.metafilter. Dot com. Like Yahoo Answers, but not dumb. Yeah. It is the, <laughs> is not, that their slogan? I think that's, I, that is not their slogan. I would, I'm going to call Matt Howie and suggest yeah. that to them. Like, 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 like Yahoo Answers, but with less Zwinkies. <laughs> Wait, what, <laughs> what is a Zwinkie? It's like a little anime avatar uh, that you do of yourself. Oh, yeah. A no. Zwinky. Ask Metafilter. Ask Metafilter is wrong about that. genuinely <laughs> one of my favorite websites in the entire world. It is. It is, I mean, if you know how Yahoo answers or any of these questions, any of these websites where people ask a question and people answer it, work. It works like that, only it actually does work. <laughs> like, people act, give great answers to the questions, and people ask in good and interesting questions <laughs> to the point where I actually subscribe to the RSS feed of the questions just because hmm. a lot of times something will come along and I'll be like, huh, I wonder what is the answer to that? And I'll learn something. Ask Metafilter. Ask.metafilter.com. Also, up on the Jumbotron this week, makethephoto.com. Make the Photo explains photography and photo gear in simple terms. Whether you want to finally learn how to take photos in manual mode or you want your next piece of gear with, with or you want to find your next piece of gear with their review database, you can check out Make the Photo. Makethephoto.com. That sounds like a lovely website. Yeah, right. Something up, our audience would be interested up in. Up there on the Jumbotron. If yeah. you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor an episode of any of our podcasts, email Teresa at maximumfun.org. T-H-E-R-E-S-A at maximumfun.org. dot O-R-G. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Corddry, celebrity to the stars. You know, we've been talking about your hit uh, television program, Children's Hospital, Rob. Mm-hmm. 
It's funny. I've watched a lot of episodes of Children's Hospital. I have not. I have maybe I missed Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. Um, I, I have. don't know. I guess I. Uh, funny. I have this memory, okay. and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're I have not wrong. This memory of. <laughs> My friend Rob Cordry, I'm listening from television, film, and movies, mm-hmm. um, saying some that of them involving Kumar. If his hit show became a hit show, if his hit internet show became a hit television show, he would definitely promise to write the characters Chip Dipson yeah. and Dip Dobson into the script for yeah. the show, which he is the primary writer of, or yeah. one of the primary writers. Uh-huh. So I guess my friend Rob would have the power to do that. Um, but it's weird because I've watched a lot of episodes of the show uh-huh. and I haven't seen those characters. So now I'm thinking, like, do I, am I misremembering that? No, or, you seem, I just don't know. I'm just, I, if you have any, I just don't know. I you want an, you know, I, I, owe, don't, I, I don't, I, maybe I misremember. I owe maybe you I misremember. Maybe I misremember. Maybe I'm just Um I owe you not just an apology, right, but an explanation. I have a the standards uh, and practice. I have a note here. I have a note. Yeah, they say no, you can't say Dipson. <laughs> and without Dipson, it doesn't work. Right, sure. Uh I have a I have a in my notes uh yeah. notesy. Rob's holding up his um, uh, Notesy app. <laughs> I have a uh, just funny names. We should explain, by the way, that uh, an iPhone is like a Windows. It's a sort of a lot like a Windows. Phone. Yeah, but for the Macintosh. Yeah. Operating so system. if you've if you've seen a Zune Zune software running on a phone, it's sort of like that. They have their own version of it called iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, a, it's the same sort of thing. Windows. It's just basically a copy of Windows, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. in a smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. So I have a, a, a list of names here, yeah. and I whenever I need a name for a character, I go to it. And where, okay? where do you where do you get the when you make a note of these funny names? Where yeah. I mean, obviously some of them come from hilarious podcasts, but like the other yeah. names, is it just you know things you think of or people that you things meet I think of things names? I think of, and then sometimes then um, one of these is terrible. Uh, the, sometimes I I actually sit down with it and th- try and think up some funny yeah. names. David Wayne does this as well. David <laughs> Wayne actually David Wayne and Ken Marino are funny name geniuses. Oh yeah. Uh, and so and they recently like just welcomed me to the club. Uh, <laughs> and but I read my database of names and uh, I I want to tell you that this is a treat. Ch- Being my Rob, just so you know, my favorite genre of comedy are funny names, <laughs> a funny list of names or words. It's coming back, right? This is a treat. Okay. My number one favorite genre of comedy is probably like pun-based names of hair salons, but my number two <laughs> favorite genre of comedy is lists of well, that, names. This this list will be a Cut above the rest. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I got him. I got him. <laughs> right in your wheelhouse. Louise. Um, okay. Uh, Dominic Nomson. <laughs> uh, this is one. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Graston. It's just a normal. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's, it's, it's a C plus. Yeah, it's a like C plus. A guy you would maybe. This buy is a good sh- one. A shed from. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Put your German Shepherd in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like a dog shed. <clears throat> uh, Dent Paulson. Oh. <laughs> good one. Uh, Marnie Facefrom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cunny Feffen. Mm. 
Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. Lovely. Right there. On the list. They're Waiting friends. to go. Sure. Right. Ready to go. In the right. chamber. And the last two, not mine, of course. You'll probably, you have a, a Def Jam book over there. I can, so you yeah. probably know where this comes from. I want to name a character uh, Jazz and AWOL. Sure. Nah, That's pretty course. good. Uh, but Chip Dipson and you can't just waste Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. Before your show gets canceled. Anything. <laughs> The the clock is ticking. You're like, just get it in there. Got to save them indefinitely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's harder to do it. You can't just do one of those. That's true. No, you're right. You have to have a pair of characters. I think that is a and that is a that is a totally reasonable explanation. And that, like, I was prepared to be angry, but (laughs) after hearing that funny list, and then I, I mean, I feel honored that our those names are even. In the same iPhone as Dent Polson. Dent Polson. <laughs> Dent Polson. <laughs> Maybe that's Dent Pol. Those are Dent Polson's friends. How do you spell me? How do you spell Polson? Uh, oh, uh, a P. I believe P. P. Uh, I don't even have to. I was about to look it up. P O H L S O N. Right. Yeah. Dent Polson. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a if you need a ladies one, may I suggest? Go ahead. Kelly Shunt. <laughs> oh, that's great. Anyway. Great. Love shots. Oh, oh, hey, by the way, Jordan. What? On the subject of collecting on old debts. Right. Uh, we have been giving our audience Jordan Jesse Go absolutely for free for over 215 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, that is, we're, we're looking at 400 hours of free entertainment just on Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. That's to say nothing of Bullseye, Judge John Hodgman, Throwing Shade, uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, My Brother, My Brother and Me, The Casper Hauser Comedy Podcast, uh, Coil and Sharp, The Imposters, uh, The College Years. All of these amazing MaximumFun.org podcasts, all absolutely 1,000% for free. However, they cannot and do not exist unless people out there pay, the, pay for them. Mm-hmm. This is our fucking model. This is our model. Our model is we live in the age of the internet where people steal everything from the internet every, anyway, and they say, well, I'll support it, blah, 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 and da, 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 da. Okay, great. We, this is what we've done. We've cut out the middleman. You don't have to steal it. We put everything on the internet 100% for free. If you think it's worth listening to, it's worth paying for. Right. You're right. right. You're right. It's pretty sure. straightforward. I agree with you. Here's the deal. That's why I'm a, I, uh, that's why I'm a part of the organization. We've got, people, we, we've got people who already donate. We have literally more than 1,000 people who already mm-hmm. donate every month to support MaximumFun.org. And... <laughs> Dozens of them in the past couple of days have gotten together to issue a challenge to new donors. So at this point, and we are recording this before the drive even starts, uh, five bucks for every new donor will go to MaximumFun.org. Mm-hmm. So not only are we getting your money, we're also getting five bucks for every single person who donates. That's pretty fucking sweet. Absolutely. MaximumFun.org.donate is slash donate is where you go. Um, Look, we've got this huge pile of amazing thank you gifts. We've got a bonus episode of Jordan Jesse Go and a bonus episode of Throwing Shade and My Brother, My Brother and Me and Stop Podcasting Yourself um, that you can download only if you're a Maximum Fund donor. Um, all these thank you gifts, all this stuff is great. Yeah. Ultimately, in my opinion, at the end of the day, the question is, do you like the show? If you do, then pay for it. Right? Why wouldn't you? No. You got... Well, yeah, listen. You get an episode with Chris Fairbanks where shit gets real. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I feel like that's the selling point. I was there when we were taping the episode. I was in it. Shit got real. You need to listen to this. 
the, the reality is this, you know, we set it up so it comes out in, you know, a few bucks a month out of your bank account. It's not a huge deal. It's not going to break the bank for you. It's going to be very easy. And the only thing that you're going to notice is the warm feeling of pride every time you listen to a Maximum Fun podcast and know, hey, I'm part of that. I consumed it, and then I helped pay for it because that's the honorable and decent thing to do. Yeah, and and, and maybe at some point in the future, uh, uh, people people who represent uh, people who buy ads for for corporations will know that podcasts exist and uh, that they have an audience. But right now, they do not. <laughs> uh, no one knows that, and uh, and yeah, and and perhaps there's a there's a beautiful future uh, uh, somewhere down the line where uh, where we uh, get a, a fraction of the money that um, that other that like networks get for branded content or something like that. Uh, but right now, everyone who doles out that money is old. <laughs> they have Bentleys uh, parked outside. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so 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 it's it's really really tremendous that that you guys are paying for this because uh, and no one else does. Yeah, I mean, for me, what it for me what it comes down to is I would rather make content for the audience than make content for advertisers. And we do, you know, we have the jumbotron where we you know share sure. people's you know looking for roommates and stuff. You know, occasionally somebody's Kickstarter project. You know, we we have little advertisements here and there on the shows, but it's a small part of our model. Because at the end of the day, what we don't want is to have to make something that is a vehicle for selling other people's products. Ultimately, if I'm going to sell anything to anyone, I want it to be the entertainment that I make. Like, I, I want people to think, this is a thing that's valuable to me. It's worth some money. To be fair, we do feel very strongly about the Windows phone and the Windows platform in general. <laughs> but sadly, we do not get paid for that. We should! <laughs> we say it in hopes that someday we'll get paid. Um, uh, so anyway, it's MaximumFun.org slash donate. The time to do it right now. We really, we've only come to you once a year for the six or so years that we've been doing this. And every year I am like, uh, gobsmacked by the number of people who step up to the plate and allow us to do this. I mean, you know, we've gone from, we've gone from me having a real job and sort of desperately scrambling to book guests on the Sound of Young America in my free time to um, all of these shows, a staff, a place to do this. I mean, look, we still record this in my house, but the reality is that more than 50% of the real estate in this real estate is now taken up by MaximumFun.org. Um, you know, like, and it's great because it means that, you know, Nick White, our editor on uh, Bullseye, can come and do this. You know, uh, Julia Smith, the uh, Julia Smith, the producer of Bullseye, comes comes and works here with us. You know, we have interns working here. You know, uh, my wife, Teresa, works here. It's, and these guys have to pay me too. I mean, it's like these sure, guys. You right. got a For lot like, of it's like a protection. Thing. Interesting you people. A, that you have a pretty big <laughs> come on quote this show. Too. You've yeah, got yeah, a pretty serious. Well, I mean, quote. this is what I get for podcasts. I get fifteen right. grand for podcasts, and mm -hmm. you know, you, but that comes directly from you guys. So right. you know, if you're if you Worth want every penny, look, I'm gonna go through the guest book here. Like this, if you want people like uh, Judge John Hodgman, while well, he's on a show, right? right? You, he actually, uh, Allison Becker, yeah. Sharing her quotes up between ten and fifteen grand. Yeah. I think, no, no, podcast. Becker Becker doesn't show up for less than yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Oh, she Eric, doesn't do a good job for less than twenty. Eric Wareheim, yeah. man, man of the people, right? Yeah, yeah. Until you want to book him for a podcast, yeah. and then that's then when the like, money comes in. Yeah, 
Exactly. That's when this shit gets really. Yeah, he has real. a lot of he has Speaking a lot of demands of shit too. Getting real, mm-hmm. but look, you don't have to take our word for it. Uh, I I wanted to I want to take you to uh, a friend of ours, a listener to the program, a Max Funster, who's been one of our biggest supporters for many years, uh, Rebecca, and she's gonna she's gonna tell you about why she supports Maximum Fun. I remember listening to Jordan Jesse go, and there was just a good sense of community amongst people who liked the same things, were interested in the same things, had a similar sense of humor. It had a very warm and cozy feel that really drew me to it. Hi, I'm Rebecca O'Malley. I'm a donor to MaximumFun.org. I was thinking a lot about independent media and, and what it meant to me to have a show that I really liked that was so specifically attuned to my interest and how much I valued that. And so that was an important part of my decision. It's been wonderful just within my lifetime to see this whole area of media pop up where people are creating very specific work that can appeal directly to the things that you're interested in. It's wonderful to have, but it's also very fragile. The only way that you can see uh, it continuing is if people care enough to support it. Support Maximum Fun today. Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. Thank you. It's that easy. Maximumfund.org slash donate, right? Yes, you are right. Jesse, <laughs> you're correct. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Corddry, celebrity to the stars. You know, when something momentous happens to you in your life, we ask that you give us a call at 206-984-4-FUN and share it with us uh, for a segment we like to call Momentous Occasions. Why do we like to call it that? Name of the fucking segment. That's why. Yeah, why would we call it something else? It would be confusing. It would baffle people. Mm -hmm. It would be quite the conundrum. Mm -hmm. Why did Jesse and Jordan insist on calling the Momentous Occasions segment that when it's something else, when it's the Momentous Occasions segment? Were all those scarves in my butt? (laughs) We would be some fucking lying magicians if we changed the name of the segment. We would be some dirty, lying, sexy magicians. I suddenly want to fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Don't know why. It, don't you know, know it why. happens. It happens. Wow. It's, it's people, it starts out. Wow. It yeah. works. It mm-hmm. works. I've got this just give call. Me, just give me a solid 45 minutes. <laughs> I've got this. I will go from uh, slightly distasteful to totally fuckable in 45 minutes. <laughs> That's got, my guarantee. I've got this call in front of me, uh, and I don't know what it is, but it's labeled P-Trio. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing P-Trio is going to cool you down, Rob. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sexually. Really? Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and the guest and or guests. Um, this is Eric from Antioch. Um, I am on uh, Highway 24 approaching the Caldecott Tunnel, and um, it's in the middle of the uh, pouring rain, and I just saw a car pull over uh, on the side of the road. One guy jumped out, didn't hide behind the door, ran right up onto the embankment in full view of all of the stop-and-go traffic, and started peeing. And then another guy ran up right next to him and started doing the same thing. And then a third guy jumped out of the car, ran up, and started doing the same thing. And so there were these three guys all doing the kind of hello, 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 peeing all next to each other, right out in full view of everybody in the middle of the rain. Thank you. 
Yeah, there's only one reasonable explanation. Well, I think what it is is it's viral marketing for the Three Stooges movie. <laughs> I was going to guess. It's like a flash mob. I was going to guess our friend Charlie Todd was involved. That's and there was an improv oh, everywhere. Oh, okay, playing. sure. You know, just bringing a little magic into people's lives. I, I was I was distracted because I can't. I mean, if you're in Antioch and you're going mm. towards the Caldecott Tunnel, like right. don't you should not be talking on your phone, even even on Bluetooth, right? Yeah, because it gets slick there, mm. right? You know, you know uh, the area. Yeah, and and it's it's very it's an older route and it's it's tight. I mean, <laughs> growing up in it's the unsafe. Growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, not not all that far from Antioch and the Cal- Caldecott Tunnel. I remember listening to radio. I used to listen to a lot of sports radio as a kid. And they would have that traffic report. And it would just be a list of places and freeways that I had never heard of in my entire (laughs) life. Because I guess I think when you live in, you know, when you live within the bounds of the primary city of a region... Um, you just don't have like someone who lives in Antioch has a reason to go to San Francisco, but someone who lives in San Francisco doesn't have a reason to go to Antioch. So like I knew some, what if you want to get into a car accident? <laughs> like I knew some things about Oakland and Berkeley, but that's about it, you know, in terms of other places in the Bay area. And I thought, I thought, well, maybe that's just cause I was a kid or something like that. And then I moved to Los Angeles and all Los Angeles is, is a list of places that I am unfamiliar with. <laughs> like that is the defining characteristic of the this Southern California region is people going on the radio and just listing things that I've never heard of. The 1292 is backed up today. <laughs> you know, we've got it is insane. Costa Mesa. Yeah. <laughs> Huntington Beach. Just I don't know what any of these Turkington. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, the the four twenty nine is backed up near Turkington. Like what? Is that even something? Yeah, I mean it's where the it's where county fairs are. Right. These are county fair communities. I once went to the county fair in Los Angeles my first year when I moved to Los Angeles before I learned about the don't try and do things in Los Angeles rule. <laughs> and uh it took us <laughs> It literally took us two and a half hours to drive to the county fair. <laughs> but to be fair, the L.A. County Fair is nowhere near Los Angeles. It the was L.A. Insane. County Fair is like is like super duper inland. And uh, then once we parked, it took us an hour to get from where we parked to the fair. And we parked in the parking for the fair. <laughs> I don't even know. What is that? Yeah, it's, it's the fair. Where's the? I mean, you know, how are you going to get fried cheesecake? <laughs> you got a fried cheesecake at home? You can't do that. Yeah, where else are you going to wear your headbands? Why do you think yeah. I bought that turkey fryer? Sure. Got to fry a whole cheesecake <laughs> in there. You fry cheesecakes whole, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, course, you got to debone yeah. them first. <laughs> Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Gabby from New York City. Um, my friend just told me that she has a friend who's from Nepal and is a devout Hindu. And in Nepalese Hinduism, it's really important to be monogamous so you can't get divorced or remarry anyone or have other wives. Um, But when this boy was born, astrologers predicted that he would marry three times. So his family panicked. And I guess to trick the Hindu gods, they married him to a tree. So he had (laughs) to invite all his relatives from all over the country, and they watched him perform elaborate Hindu wedding rites with a tree. 
But the best part is that he still has to get married to another tree before he can marry a woman. Um, keep up the good work. Goodbye. Now, this is uh, mo- almost certainly a penguin in the pants. I'll say that first. Uh, Rob, for, for, yeah, for you, a penguin in the pants is a fake call. Yeah. Or a, a, a put on, a string along, a wind up. As they might say in England, I, she sounds she sounds credulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that she believes what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, you're saying she has been someone has put a penguin in her pants. There's just too many. <laughs> there's just yes. There's a penguin in this young woman's pants right now. Mm-hmm. However, that point aside, that's fucking delightful. Sure, I uh, like how it combines elements of uh like charming magical uh realism mm-hmm. and xenophobia <laughs> sure um I, you know and i think what we've learned from all this is that all of the hindu gods are clearly girls because they're so easily tricked right. <laughs> you put a you you put a you just pull a quarter out of ganesh's ear and she'll fuck you can i just say that, is that I, ganesh am i racist is that the right one that's a hindu god Ganesh. I don't. I don't keep anyway, track of that. Yeah, I think I there could be. I don't care about that. Stuff. I, the only thing other I, cultures, yeah, nah. more trouble than they're worth. The only thing I'm really up to date on is Zoroaster. Mm-hmm. So you know, if it's yeah. if it, you know, if it ain't Zoroaster, you know what they say. You're gonna poison that dog. <laughs> poison that dog and kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to congratulate our callers. By the way, mm-hmm. I used to have to say on every show, keep it pithy. Our callers have been consistently pithy for the last few months. Sure. These are nice, tight, yeah. taut calls. These are just like... Just light brown, <laughs> just bulbous, yeah. fragrant, just like fucking J-Lo's ass and a pair of fucking Daisy Dukes. America's radio sweetheart, boy detective, and super fantastic guest, I have a moment this occasion that I have to uh, share with you at this moment. I'm driving in rush hour traffic on my way home from work, and I look to my right, and there is an amputee from the knee down riding a bicycle with no shirt on with a giant Punisher skull tattoo covering his entire back. Not only is he pedaling his bike with one leg, but he has an entire Punisher tattoo covering his whole back. This guy is amazing. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. That is awesome. We that's love true. you too. Actually, that is that guy. That's my manager. Oh. Uh, <laughs> my roofer might be calling. Oh, let's Speaker. hold for Jordan's roofer. Hello. Yes. Hi, Nelson. Oh uh, no! You know, I I'm sorry. I I've, I already found somebody. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Uh, I left a message with a lot of other roofers before I found right. one. That Casper, keep that in. Yeah, keep that yeah, in. Casper, that keep that in before you make the new Starship Troopers movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is good stuff. Um, there is an element of uh, there is an element of badassery to everyone who uh, who overcomes a physical disability. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's best friend when I was growing up was a, a disability uh, rights advocate um, named Ed. And Ed, uh, Ed was actually, for anyone out there who's a disability rights advocate nerd, Ed Roberts, um, Ed, I did, I wrote a thing about Ed one time and somebody emailed me and said that they uh, attended UC Berkeley because they were uh, inspired by Ed's example. Ed was, among other things, when he first went to college, which was in the, 
at the end of the 50s, beginning of the 60s, he and his mom, Zona, who's still around, um, had to fight to get a dorm that could accommodate his iron lung because he had polio as a kid. He was one of the last polio cases, you know, the end of the polio epidemic in the early 50s and um, or late 40s, early 50s. And so he was almost completely paralyzed. He could move. He could basically, when I knew him, he could basically move himself from the neck up in one of his fingers. And um, so he would drive his chair with his finger, and then he had to have a breathing machine to breathe, and he could, you know, talk and stuff with help from the machine. And so anyway, uh, Ed and Zona had to fight to get UC Berkeley to accommodate his disability. It was one of the first disability accommodations, basically, by a public organization of any kind, was UC Berkeley essentially taking a wing of, uh, a, wing of a dorm and turning it into a hospital so that they could put in an iron lung so that Ed could go to college because Ed was super badass and precocious. But the thing that I remember the most about Ed is that when Ed would get... Incredible Hulk tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Was that that he had the longest pull list at his local comic book store. No. Just no. Ed would would get into fights with people, and it was really funny because he would yell. He would get in screaming matches, but he (coughs) was on a breathing machine, so he had to suck in his air from this (laughs) thing that hung by his feet. He would be like, yell, yell, yell. (laughs) Yell, 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 yell. And then also, if he was still having a fight with somebody, like, he could be kind of a dick, frankly. But, like, (laughs) if he was really getting into a fight with someone, he would run over them with his wheelchair. (laughs) Like, he had this huge electric wheelchair. And if somebody was fucking with him or, like, just disrespecting him or whatever, just not, you know, like, he just was like, you know what, I'm like this, so you fucking deal with it, was basically his attitude. And um, if anybody gave him any shit, he just fucking either run into them or over them with his giant, like, 2,000-pound electric wheelchair. <laughs> so anyway, I'm super inspired by the badassery. Of the- <laughs> I know this uh, yeah, guy. He, was, he had an accident when he was a kid. He lived in New York, and he was blinded. And, yeah. uh, he, uh, but it, it, as part of this accident, he got super hearing and super he sense right. sensory uh right. Wonder abilities which marvel character he and have a tattoo of. that's so funny well that's no he became a superhero right uh, named daredevil and he wears a red Is this guy of, matt um, yeah matt murdock yes yes he's a I, lawyer it's rumored that right. he's uh daredevil it's like but but uh yeah so it's another example of someone that uh that is amazing has a you know has sort of uh, right. triumphed now this yeah. I I actually have a buddy uh, too um Bruce Banner he's yeah. a scientist right. and he has the fucking biggest green dick <laughs> I mean <laughs> so wait he triumphed over being a scientist oh yeah yeah that was his dick. disability oh, you, was being oh, a scientist his disability was the dick go ahead I'm yeah yeah the dis- I mean it's just it's just tough like people gotcha. people ask about it he can't wear gotcha. shorts yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll be back I could do all the, I could do this all day by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cordry, celebrity to the stars. Rob, as ever, it has been the greatest of delights there look there are two perfect delights for me <laughs> in this world 
One. The 65 Mustang. <laughs> the sleek, stylish, the powerful. Oh, the satisfying rumble of that engine. <laughs> One is to have you on Jordan Jesse Go. The other is the perfect gooseberry. <laughs> those two things. Sure. Those are the two things that make me happier than anything else. It has been a joy to have you on the program. I love doing it. We are looking forward to watching the next season of Children's Hospital. Um, we August 9th, I believe. August 9th. Season 4. Uh, this, yeah. is, uh, this, this show will be on the Comedy Channel. Um, adult, adult Swim. The Comedy Channel. The Comedy Channel, <laughs> sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. The Paramount Comedy Channel. <laughs> yep, is yep. that correct? You are the old man in the, in, in the neighborhood. That That's why you hate <laughs> that. You're on the Comedy Which Channel. You're on the Comedy Channel, correct? <laughs> No, you're, you're on the, the Dumont Network. Now, are you on this on the WGN Superstation? <laughs> yes, you yes. are on the Superstation. Yes, channel two hundred and forty-five. Oh. Co- your show comes on after on Seinfeld rerun. Yeah. <laughs> um, UHF uh, <laughs> for the kids. That's also, for the guy, yeah. Also, I was uh, if only your show was as funny as UHF. <laughs> I was delighted to read in the industry press uh, that you will be appearing in uh, uh, this uh, Lennon Garant uh, film that's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, when I, I mean by soon, I mean it's just been announced. So I'm guessing in roughly a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we have to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to New Orleans for a month to to make it with those guys, and it's their oh, first uh, directorial project too. And, so it's great. And so our hope is that this will be every bit as good as Night in the Muse, Night at the Museum too. It's the basically the same story structure, right? Uh, with just less uh, yeah, hero, less like, dinosaur enemy. skeletons, yeah, running around. <laughs> I, yeah, that Night at the Museum has been on FX a lot. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen. I've never seen. It's pretty funny. Museum. I think I would probably. I would probably laugh. At Owen that. Wilson's a little cowboy. He's a tiny. He's a tiny. He's a teeny tiny cowboy. Is Owen Wilson back in movies now? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, back in uh, Midnight in Paris. Full sized. Uh, yeah. Was that since? Was that since the the unfortunate incident? Yes. I. You know Wilson's what? back. I I love I I loved Midnight in Paris not because it was a perfect film but just because uh, I think I was so happy to spend some time with Owen Wilson That's and nice. Woody Allen and Woody you're Allen you're like oh thank goodness sure. every <laughs> once in a while there's a soothing balm in between. Uh, train wrecks. <laughs> that you're like, oh, that's God. what he does. He gives I'm you a not crazy. Bomb and then crashes a train exactly. into you. But here's the starring thing, starring Larry David <laughs> with with Woody Allen. Like, I have to admit that I, outside of the fact that, um, you know, you're these these women that Woody Allen would like to see naked are roughly the same ones that I would like yeah. to see naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like outside of that, I don't really, en- I haven't really enjoyed his his theoretically good not funny movies recently your match point and vicky oh. christina barcelona i thought was particularly stupid i i liked them but i think maybe I, I i wouldn't argue with you too much only because i think just because they weren't fucking shitty right you know uh, right. and i and i watched them they, they were the first they weren't two that i watched the jade scorpion <laughs> exactly the, and the what was the one about the heist? Oh, I kind of liked that one. That's the first small movie time, I ever small watched. Time crooks. Small Time Crooks. Small Time Crooks. The only first movie I ever crooks. walked out of. Oh, funny. Yeah, oh, actually, one of it. the only movies I've ever yeah. walked out of was, yeah. um, uh, oh gosh, the the Larry David one. Oh, really? Whatever works. I, yeah, I didn't even see it. Yeah, I've given it was, up. On it was it was walk out bad. Seeing to me, seeing them at all, unless I, not even Michael McKeon could save it. Uh, that guy's I, great. I did. I 
did kind of like small time crooks. Wow. Scott Lovett's well, in there. You're a huge uh, Rappaport fan, though, Michael Rappaport. I do like Rappaport. You love Rappaport. But wait, you like Rappaport? You, you claim to like Rappaport, but you've never seen Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> That's true. That's a he's fucking... saving it. No, because he's saving it. Oh he's, yeah, you're right. He's hoarding it for for your Teresa's Why won't you let me? Anniversary. <laughs> you're gonna watch Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Why won't you let me do the Michael Rappaport podcast? I keep pitching it, and you're like, it seems like you'd be the perfect guy to. I just produce here's that. the thing. Like I know it's a it's one of those things where I feel like I'm too close to it <sighs> to really be able to produce it effectively. Mm. Um, just because I would literally have a hard time, a hard time. Uh, moving the keyboard and mouse because of my yeah, yeah, arousal. Yeah. Hmm. So you wouldn't... Yeah, yeah I understand. It would probably be a nightmare for me. You know, Michael Rappaport so wait, is was Michael on... Rappaport on this podcast, or is it just you two talking about Michael yeah, Rappaport? Yeah, talking about Michael, Michael Rappaport, Rappaport was mm-hmm. on The Sound of Young America last year uh, to talk about yeah. his excellent documentary about A Tribe Called Quest, which I really Oh, I heard it's recommend. great, actually. Yeah, it's, really, yeah. it's really excellent. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know how we ended up making fun of Michael Rappaport. He's really not worthy of any... <laughs> no, he's great. About, yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> Name him Rappaport stinker. Can't what, do it. Well, what's, amazing, what's amazing about Michael Rappaport is he's one of those guys where you meet him and he is exactly... Yeah, what you think he would? Be. I used to live exactly. I used There's to live near no curveball no. at yeah. all. I used to live near him because I'd see him on the street every once in a while. Uh, by we, I lived in um, an area where there was actually a walking street in L.A. And uh, he would walk, and he'd say, he's these two little boys, and they'd be walking down the street. What have I? Uh, one of them said something to my little to my daughter, who was like two or three at the time. He goes, ha, "Look at Daddy, that little girl is doing something or whatever," and he goes. Yo, little two. <laughs> that, was it. that was it. Sure, putting them in, a, in their place. Yeah, he wasn't gonna let him get away. I had with so, I had so much fun talking to Michael Rappaport because it was like talking to Michael Rappaport. Sure, <laughs> that's yeah. why. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was totally amazing. And uh, yeah, I I cannot rec- if you ever get the chance to meet Michael Rappaport, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> It's really a delight. I mean, I wouldn't put it on the Luis Guzman level. Well, uh, that's unfair. It's but, a Rappaport. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's right up there with that. Yeah, different, anyway, different. The yeah. moral of the story here, Rob, is that it's been great to have you on the show. And <laughs> anybody who doesn't watch Children's Hospital is really missing out because it's one of the funniest things that there is. It's just fucking hilarious. Thank you. Through and through. Just so much crazy nonsense happens on that television program. And thank you for letting me come on and, like, uh, and, you know, promote it because I feel like you guys, we all share a sensibility and your audience is uh, a perfect place to. Yeah. And we have. Oh, I don't know if I've told you this uh story or not, but I think it's. Okay. If I haven't, I'm. (laughs) I'm sorry it's taken me this long. Uh, We officiated a. Or I officiated a wedding for some listeners. I remember. And this was right after my last yes, uh, my last podcast here. And, and yeah, yeah you so were going these to listeners do that, uh, who I had not met before yeah. flew me out to uh, flew me out to St. Louis to officiate their wedding. It was a huge honor. Right uh, between the ceremony and the uh, between the ceremony and the reception, we had to go back to their house because they had forgotten to TiVo Children's Hospital. <laughs> wow. And that was on their minds on their wedding day. Wow. So, anyway. So, that's, yes. I mean, that's a doomed marriage, but that is a... Yeah, that is they a, are. Really, don't have kids. I, so don't have kids. I could not appreciate yeah. that more, but that is, that, that's never going to work out. Mm-mm. But uh, thank you. Yeah. That strangers. is beautiful. 
That is just beautiful. <laughs> I'll tell you the wedding that uh, the wedding that I officiated for listeners uh, was, I think, uh, somewhat. I get the impression from you describing your wedding to me. Maybe mm-hmm. mine was a little bigger and fancier, a little bit more. Um, you know, and that's why probably why you would pick me because I got a tuxedo. Sure, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and so you're gonna look. You're good. not having to rent a tux. You're yeah. gonna, you're going to look good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna class it up. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I I got a, I got classy. You mode. You know how to rock a pocket. Square. I got a classy Go mode. And so uh, it was a super classy wedding, a beautiful setting, wonderful family. Uh, I'd say uh, 125 people there, just wonderful, kind people. Um, you know, everybody's crying and has tears in their eyes. And then at the end of it, um, uh, everybody took pictures with the giant guns from Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, uh, the, the guy who officiated works for Microsoft. So yeah. he has access to replicas of the Lancer from Gears of War. Sure. The giant guns from, I was proud of myself for remembering that it's called Gears of War, yeah. but. Thank you for showing me up there, Jordan. <laughs> no problem. The Lancer. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have boom shots sure. on hand. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have we have great wedding memories. Have I have I mentioned the person who um, uh, who asked if I could officiate their wedding and then took then, it back? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. <laughs> I'll officiate anybody's wedding. How about you, Jordan? Yep. I yeah. have to do it in, in October. What? Really? The guy, one of my best friends, the guy that introduced Sandy and I, my oh, wife, wow. I like. Where uh is wants me to marry him. I'm so nervous. I mean yeah. it's a very very it's uh I I'm it's stressful. feeling it's the stressful. weight of yeah, that. Yeah. Sure, um, it's a big responsibility. Yeah, but I'm but I, I'm looking forward to it. I maybe I'll ask you guys for if you know for uh, Absolutely. Tips, and, tips and tricks. Sure. Yeah. Well, I got tips and tricks. You know yeah. what? I'll tell can I tell you something? Actually just give me the tips. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get pregnant. First time that joke has ever been made. <laughs> Go ahead. Can I can I give you guys a piece of God's own truth? Yeah. When I was getting ready to mm-hmm. uh, officiate my wedding, I went on Ask Meta Filter. Mm, yeah, and it really, really helped. Except for the one person who suggested uh, wedding vows from Babylon Five. <laughs> and uh, before I officiated, uh, I uh, I I was Shrewman. <laughs> that's so my both, advice for real both oh, yeah. no really I wasn't god wow. that would be oh that would have been cool <laughs> Jesus. I should have in hindsight I should have been Truman wow yeah uh, um, anyway uh, here's the deal this is the closing seconds of this mm-hmm. program if you don't take this opportunity if you're not al- if you're already a maximum fund donor god bless you sure if you want to kick up your donation a notch you can get some awesome thank you gifts mm-hmm. Um, that's great. And you know, if you're, if you give uh, $5 a month or more, we're, you're going to get in your email, uh, uh, the address of the bonus content. And if you give $10 a month or more, you're going to get in the mail, a uh, friendship bracelet. But if you want to kick it up, you can get access to those special presents. Now, thank you to all of you. Mm-hmm. That's many of our listeners, but I'm going to set them aside. If you're not already a donor, take care of business. Sure. T C. Take the wand out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out that long strand. Free those, free those uh, panicky doves. Get out, <laughs> get out your checkbook and poison the dog and kill it. Yeah. Maximumfund.org. Oh wait, is that our? Um, is that can that be our call to action for this time? Poison the dog and kill it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Gotta poison that dog and kill it, my friends. <laughs> Maximumfund.org/slash/donate. Hmm. Fucking just do it, right? That's the thing. The thing that's standing between you and doing it isn't. It's not about you don't have the money. It's not about you don't like the show because you're listening to the show. Sure. It's not about any of those things. 
You just ain't done it yet, so just fucking do it. Just do it. Yeah, why not do it? I mean, yeah. just because I don't do it is not a reason you shouldn't. Well, you contribute right? to the organization with your uh, talent. Yeah. Your hey, good looks. Your stories about cunts. <laughs> <laughs> your C-word tales. We haven't had a lot of cunt stories on. Should we get Cordry? <laughs> Cordry. You know what we haven't had? We haven't had any dick or no cunt stories. No one spun a delightful cunt yarn. <laughs> no one said cunt in like two or three episodes. <laughs> is Cordry available? Huh. Anyway. We don't we don't want all the uh, cunts out there to get too confident. <laughs> we need someone to take them down a peg. Maximumfun.org slash cunt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Drug Jessica.